Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. In this news episode, well, we're going to have a bit of an insight of what NATO says about this whole matter. A colleague of mine talked to them, and um, with some condition of anonymity, he got some info from NATO people. NATO considers that from 7,000 to five to 15,000 Russian troops have been likely killed in Ukraine, which is per their official briefing data, and um, those total losses, including wounded, captured, or missing, could be in the 30,000 to 40,000 range. They base, they base everything that they have on intel coming from Ukraine and observations, which, by the way, NATO numbers are, well, way higher than the very confirmed ones that um, the Russian opposition journalists who are super, super careful and only count the very totally confirmed things they publish, but it sounds realistic. And um, this is this is weird. This is they, they commented that um, this whole fighting there in Russia has gone almost to a stalemate. Almost. Quote: I don't know if you can go as far as to say stalemate, but it's clear that after a month, Russia has achieved almost none of their strategic objectives. They are achieving more results in the south, but the price of it is absolutely horrendous. What they do is World War Two, seventy-year-old techniques. They are carpet bombing the city, Mariupol, that is, as per another NATO official. To reach this extreme, you need to be cornered and you need to be pushed to break all moral human rules to go to such brutality. Literal, literal carpet bombing. And uh, there are fears that Putin could turn to weapons of mass destruction and even target NATO, and those are very real fears among NATO people. And again, this NATO official stated, he's dangerous. Putin and his close, close circle, they are absolutely reckless people. They don't care at all about human life. Putin has a deep hatred of our society, our values. The alliance is absolutely at risk. And we got warnings that Putin could launch direct attack on, on NATO due to miscalculation, precise words. Something that Russia has done a lot in Ukraine. And there's also, of course, the potential of horrendous mistakes. One of these risks is the fact that um, Sergei Lavrov, one of the pa- one, of my, one of my favorite propagandists or um, Russia's foreign minister, stated that um, if United Nations or NATO send peacekeepers to Ukraine, that could lead to direct conflict between Russia and NATO. He said this when he was talking in the Moscow International Relationships Institute. 
Which is funny because I, I believe that Moscow's International Relationships Institute is probably going to be the lowest 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 rankings of among all higher education facilities on the planet Earth after this situation. I mean, it's kind of funny. But um, he stated, quote, Our Polish colleagues have declared that there will be a NATO summit and that peace... Um, the peacekeepers should be sent in. I hope they understand what they are talking about. This is going to be that one direct Russia and NATO's conflict, out of whom not not only everyone wanted to avoid, but stated that this should never happen in principle. So you know that's happening at all times, and I still I still believe in the the odd chance that um, because of the the circumstances that I mentioned in the last episode, that Putin might actually actually drop a nuke or something a small one somewhere and that could possibly hurt nato borders i'm very very careful and cynical about this situation because putin is going to try to pull off anything and everything he can to get out of this this war and this is weird but uh we still already see people fleeing the ship for one anatoly chubais has stepped down and left the country, citing his opposition to Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. Chubais was basically the guy who did the whole privatization thing in 90s Russia. He was one of those economic reformers who afterwards even remained in Putin's government and had maintained close ties with, with Western officials as well. He was, you know, he was constantly called a, a liberal fascist because everyone's a fascist in Russian Russian news media, but um, he was an advisor and he's the first, like, really high-profile person to run away. He has been apparently also seen today with his wife and they carried out... He was seen in, in um, Turkey, in Istanbul, and they had apparently taken out $20,000 from in cash from Russia, which is the maximum uh, legal amount they can take out. But my sources state that they also, after that, went to an ATM and cashed out all their Bitcoin. Because they apparently had had you know stopped their money in Bitcoin and they've taken out their cash out of this way. And there are rumors that he might join the opposition circles abroad. That's an interesting development. That's one of the one of the weird things that I hadn't even hadn't even thought about. That Chubais, as irrelevant as his, still means something. About about stiff resistance, mind you. Interestingly enough, is that next to Kherson there is um, a small village called Chornobayevka. And uh, it's reaching mimetic status right now because of its location and because of what's been doing, the, what's been done there. See, Chernobyl is a small village and um, no one had heard about it. And most Ukrainians even hadn't heard about it. But it got famous on the internet already in the 27th of February when Ukrainian army basically uh, smashed the, the, the kind of the paratroops and the um, air forces that... Um, that basically tried to land there. And then, you know, we were just happy about this. However, on the 7th of March, they again destroyed about 30, 30 helicopters. And after that, the, the stuff that they managed to drop once again, yeah, they blew it up for the third time. And then there was a weird tendency. On the 16th of March, the fourth time, when, 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 when Ukrainians smashed Russian helicopters there and, and kind of, you know, people attempting to land there, just popped out. And currently, that amount has reached, like, seven times. Seven times they've tried to land there and, and, and drop out troops. Seven times they've been smashed. 
and Russian internet is now exploding with with memes about the whole situation because hey they just keep coming there but um but Zelensky Zelensky had sent his advisor Alexei Aristovich which basically explained why the Russians are so constantly dropping forces there and getting blown up because well at the very beginning the Russians tried to move large forces from Crimea further to the Ukrainian south to move to Kherson, Mykolaiv and Odessa they weren't really considering that it's very difficult to move in this region. Meanwhile, they wanted to place this group of helicopters in the, the airfield of Chernobyevka. But, you know, it's only in the movies when a, ch- when a chopper can, you know, fly and land where it wants. You need, you need some topograph- topographical, topographical connections and, and an airfield. Therefore, they are forced to try to use this airfield. And there is... There's a certain kind of a transportation point there that's very important for them, and they just keep flying. So, this is kind of crazy. However, at this point, on the 23rd of, of March, New York Times, by the way, reported via their Ukrainian sources that Russians had, tried, had already you know, started to move away from Chernobyl. So, that could be interesting. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Interesting. And again, we talk about this, these kind of failures of Russian military, but um, still, this also increases my fears of a small tactical nuke being dropped somewhere. Since even Dmitry Peskov stated that... Um, Russia hasn't achieved its goals, and when asked about, you know, whether or not he could calm the world about actually stating that Russia wouldn't drop nukes, he didn't do that. So, think of it as what you will, because that is a scary reality that I don't, that I don't want to live in. One thing, though, is that um, I, I posted this on Twitter, and I posted this on Facebook as well, and I want to talk about this uh, claim from NATO that Putin hates Western society. And I agree to this, and I've been talking about this, but in short form, so that you can explain to your friends and everyone, uh, this is a bit of my specialty, since, well, political philosophy is one of the things that I spent a lot of time in, in university, you know, with my other philosoph- philosophy degree as well. And the perspective of Putin and his motivations is just um, the fact that Putin simply does not believe in elections. He... If you listen to the show, you know this, but he has participated in zero, exactly zero, debates in his life. And the only honest elections where he was part of the team, where he was, you know, part of the team that ran 
he lost. And those elections were when he tried to get the mayor of St. Petersburg, Sobchak, re-elected. But Sobchak lost to his deputy or aide. I don't know. Zemi's teacher in, in Russian. It's kind of uh, just one step below him. I guess it's a deputy. See, Putin honestly believes that there are no honest elections anywhere. That democracy globally, everywhere, is a complete, complete scam. And you may say what you want about your electoral systems, but um, I'm pretty sure people in Norway get to choose. And people in Denmark and, 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 and everywhere, you know. I mean, there are cases of, of, of election fraud, but they get publicized and it's not considered normal. However, he honestly believes that in the West, elections are just as fraudulent as in Russia. And I know that some people will just agree that, oh yeah, we have election fraud too, but think about it. He believes that it's to this level that, I don't know, say, Dutch teachers stuff ballot boxes and United States politicians drive around they retired to people to falsify votes, just like in Russia, where they were just taken around in buses. And, um, well, that this is all done super crudely. He does not believe in any actual voting or any voice of the people. He just thinks that the West are better at falsifying and are absolute hypocrites for accu accusing him of falsification. He does not understand that it's a legitimate criticism. He does not understand that, yeah, you know, we actually do have some freedom of press and that... For the most part, elections do represent the will of the people. Putin's governors and elected officials will just one day praise the Orthodox Church, the other put Stalin's portraits on the wall. They have no legitimacy, they've just been placed there. And they don't care whom they serve, as long as they can rule over the serfs and steal as much as possible. Putin literally counted on people greeting the, the army with flowers, and he had the same perspective of the Ukrainian governors, who just then switched sides just like his would. You know, because they would obviously join Russia, but we'll allow them to steal more. They can just switch switch places. This is going to be our administration. Who cares? And, you know, smart Ukrainian person obviously knew that um, then they would be disposed of. Disposed of in the same way that happened to literally all the Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian folks who in any way or form supported the annexation of Crimea. Currently, they have been all put under repressions, pushed aside from politics, or some are even in prison. Literally, everyone, everyone who was sitting there in, in Crimea and, and being the useful fool of Putin, including the business owners and everyone, they're all suffering right now. So Putin just disposes of these people. One thing, though, is that, um, yeah, he expected this. And um, the problem is that mayors of Kharkiv, Kherson, and other places, those people who run these things, even Mariupol everywhere, they've... They've won honest elections. They have a mandate of their people. And Ukrainian people just won't let them do as the Russian state are doing. The people are demanding that they defend things. And, and this is the one, one occasion where, yeah, Putin thought basically that democracy is something nobody believes in. And that's a joke. And he was mistaken. Because he lives in this completely different cultural sphere. This again shows that, you know, I, I have my own have my own squabbles about the election process and everything, but, you know, when a person actually gets to elect someone else, then they'll fight for their choices too, which is at least a bonus. But yeah, this misunderstanding of Putin, of how the West works in general, everything, I think that's one of the reasons why Putin holds such a deep grudge and hatred. Because, hey, if you want to know why he hates us, and if he hates us, and if I'm using too strong words here... 
No, just check his speeches. That's all. That's all in open. The one thing is that, like I mentioned on on Daryl's show, that um, Putin Putin speaks in two tongues. One is the polite Western diplomatic speech where he tries to lie as much as possible, and the other one is for for his Russian audiences. And his Russian audiences already know that the West is evil. We are we are all Nazis and, and terrible terrible people. And uh, you know, it's not like not like we here in the Baltics specifically hate Russia. It's just that we have been listening to what they've been saying, and we believe them. Just like my. Uh, my mentor of, of journalism, Alexander Nevzorov, stated. Nevzorov, mind you, by the way, he's now um, he's now persecuted in Russia, but he's in Israel currently since they started the criminal investigation about him since he had been spreading fakes, which is, well, a badge of honor these days, I suppose. But yeah, working on stuff, um, keep, gonna keep reporting, have to get my house in order a bit. Anyway... I hope that this episode of the news finds you well. Please support the show if you can on the or clicking clicking on the donate button at theeasternborder.lv or become our patron at patreon.com/theeasternborder. Donate to Ukrainian charities. Happiness is mandatory. До свидания, товарищи. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.